Hey, I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are, are your, your Kraken Captain. Captain. Well, welcome and thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Kraken Captains podcast. So, Doug, what's today's episode about? Well, today on the second episode, we're going to talk about the new pick we got for goalie, Grubauer, Philip Grubauer from the Colorado Avalanche. We're going to break down a few of the guys on the roster. Uh, Jamie Alexiak, Jordan Eberle, and Jaden Schwartz. We're going to dive right in and talk about those guys. We're going to have a quick conversation about the free agents, who's left, who we think we might want to pick. Also, we will introduce uh, some new segments in this episode. The Maelstrom, uh, where we cover the bulk of the, the major news going on with the Kraken and uh, Hockey Abroad. And then what's cracking in the community when we find uh, cool little uh, things that uh, maybe are happening with the fan base or the players or the coaches or something like that, or a neat new thing uh, uh, that's out there that we want to share with you guys. And then one of our favorite new segments are what the puck segment. So uh, we'll be getting into those uh, in this episode. Stick around and let's have some fun. Well, let's start the roster breakdown with Jordan Eberle. Jordan Eberle. He's 5'11", 187 pounds. He plays right wing. He was born May 15th, 1990. He's 31 years old. He was born in Regina, Canada, which is the capital of Saskatchewan place i'd love to go see one day he was drafted 22nd overall in 2008 by the oilers moved to the islanders in 2017 and the kraken got him for about 5.5 million per year for three years he's played in the nhl from 2009 to present he's accomplished quite a bit in his hockey career and here are some of the accolades he's been awarded according to the regina leader post he was named male athlete of the year in 2011 He was an NHL All-Star in 2012. He won the Ford Broncos Memorial Trophy, which is the WHL Player of the Year Award in 2010. In 2012, the Regina Pats retired his number seven. In 2008, he won the Doc Seaman Trophy for the WHL Scholastic Player of the Year. Jordan Everly competed for Team Canada in two World Juniors in 2009 and 2010, winning silver in 2009 and gold in 2010. He was named tournament MVP and best forward in 2010 by TSN, logging points in all 12 games for the longest point streak in team history by five games. In 2012, the Regina Pats retired his number? Yeah. In 2012, the Regina Pats retired his number seven. Jesus. That's awesome. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Isn't that insane? That's insane. Like, that's a that's a WHL team. That's like if the Thunderbirds retired Barzal's number. So what you're telling me, Doug, is this guy's clutch. Um, Man, he is a hot shot. I got to tell you. Yeah, I, I think uh, what you didn't mention there is that gold that they won. Um, I watched the highlight. He scored the game-winning goal. Um, so <clears throat> the city of Regina <laughs> – Made him male athlete of the year in 2011 after that 2010 uh, gold medal game. 
Um, uh, if you just if you search Jordan Eberly on YouTube and maybe Team Canada or something like that, you're gonna find some really excellent highlights. That's for sure. Yeah. So I mean, just what you mentioned, you break it down. I mean, he's he's a winner. He's winning at you know every level. And here he comes into the NHL and I know he's been with the Islanders the last few years and they've been right in the thick of it. And I think both you and I agree, you know, a couple of games from the Stanley cup. I mean, they put up a tough fight against Boston this year. And uh, I think Eberle's key piece. Um, it's really cool to kind of break this down and see some of the stuff that he's done and uh, uh, know that you've got somebody who's kind of got that clutch gene. Definitely an exciting hockey player to watch. Next, let's look at Philip Grubauer. Philip Grubauer. Gru! Goalie, born November 25th, 1991 in Rosenheim, Germany. He was drafted in the fourth round of the 2010 draft by the Washington Capitals. And in 2015, while playing there, Grubauer became the first German-born goalie to start and win a Stanley Cup playoff game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. He is one of three German goalies to start at least 100 games in the NHL. Uh, hit us up in the comments um, or on our social media if you know who the other two goalies are. And I'll give you a hint. There is some Capitals connection there. Uh, he's 6'1", 186 pounds, and he catches with his left hand. So he's got good size. And I think he really is coming into the prime of his career here. Uh, the last three years, he's been with the Colorado Avalanche, and he faced nearly 1,000 shots a season with a goals against average of 2.4 and a gaudy 1.95 goals against average last year. And his holy save moly. percentage averages point – what's that? I said, holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> Yoy! <laughs> Uh, 1.95 that's holy moly right anything under two <laughs> and you gotta be like really you're like wow okay uh, and his save percentage average for those three seasons was 0.918 and last season it was 0.922 uh, he was on fire last season carrying the avalanche goalie room starting uh, 39 of a possible 56 games um, they did have some injuries in that room i know um, he finished second in goals against average, eighth in save percentage, and tied for first with seven shutouts. Pretty much top 10 in categories across the board. Uh, the bottom line is Grubauer is a winner. Uh, he helped the Windsor Spitfires of the OHL win the Memorial Trophy in 2010, and he did win a Stanley Cup while backing up Holtby uh, with the Capitals um, before being traded to the Avs the very next season. It's funny, in the mock, I picked Holpe, and here we are getting his former backup. Um, and I think Grubauer is improving uh, every year. He's working hard and getting better each season. And he believes he can help the Kraken have early success like Mark andre Fleury did uh, for the Golden Knights. So I like the confidence. I, I just think he needs to prove he can carry that load and handle the pressure that comes with claiming Lord Stanley's Cup. So I'm excited about this pick. Uh, I think if you heard last week's episode, you know that I was like, we're going naked into the season with an unproven goalie. What is happening? Um, so I'm excited to have somebody that I know um, can win some games uh, and hopefully carry us. So 
Grubauer, to you I say Welkommen, which of course is German for welcome. I'm also really excited about this pick. It's just super exciting to see the team get a goalie like this, you know, in net. I think, you know, it gives you confidence is the thing. Like, I'm, I was always going to be excited, you know, for Dreiger and always going to root for the team, but it just gives you a little confidence knowing that there's a guy who's been in the playoffs. He's won some games. Uh, he's he's, one, he he's can, a Stanley Cup winner. He's a Stanley, Stanley Cup, Cup winner. winner. He has 1.95 goals average against. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you can expect a little bit of return to the mean. I'm not going to, like, hold it. You better stay under two, Grubauer. Hey, no, not at all. And, but, you know, I'm sure that we're going to see a lot of really good things from Dreidger this season, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's absolutely, absolutely going to play. I, I mean, we're finally going to get back to an 82-game season. Knock on wood. Um so there's going to be plenty of opportunity. Um, but I think, you know, facing a thousand shots a season and, and having those kind of numbers over the last three years um, gives you a little confidence behind the net. There. That's experience. That's experience that you like to have under your belt for sure. Next on the roster, we have Jamie Oleksiak. Jamie Oleksiak, nicknamed the big rig. And with good reason, weighing in at 255 pounds, standing at six foot seven inches. He shoots left-handed, plays defense. Born on December 21st in 1992, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He was drafted 14th overall in 2011 by the Dallas Stars. In his career starting in 2012, he's played for the Dallas Stars, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and now is playing for the Seattle Kraken. He played in the 2013 AHL All-Star Game won the Calder Cup with the Texas Stars in 2014. He's logged a staggering 845 hits in his nine-year career. My God, 845 hits. That's a nearly 100 hits a season. Man, it looks like what we're really getting is another big unit up here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, just a little kudos to Randy Johnson there. So. Um, Obviously, it's not baseball, but you got some shoes to fill, Jamie. He's big. He's big. big okay. Boy. Oh my God. So I mean, we we did the mock, and uh, that just totally that didn't register at all. And when we took a a look at him, I said six, seven, two fifty five. My God, that's a mountain of a man. So Beast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he is really going to be throwing some weight around. And uh, yeah, those 845 hits, I think he's good for hundred hits this season. You got to have a guy or two like that on the back end for sure. Well, and he's a heck of a player too. I am excited to hear some boards rattle. Uh, and he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. So welcome to the Seattle Kraken, Jamie Oleksiak. We're happy to have you here, Jamie. Cheers. And last but not least, we have Jaden Schwartz. Jaden Schwartz, left winger, 29 years old, born June 25th, 1992, in Melfort, Saskatchewan, Canada. He's 5'10, 190 pounds, and he comes from a hockey family. Uh, Jaden actually has a brother who plays professionally in Germany, and his sister played uh, for Yale. He's an explosive player with a work first mentality who's 
probably not going to make a lot of flashy plays, but he's always looking to do the little things right. Um, he's good for 20-ish goals a season and 30 or so assists, so you're looking at about 50 points a season there, uh, which is great. I think he's going to get a chance here for the Kraken to have a prominent role, uh, especially uh, with Yanni Gord uh, possibly missing a good chunk to the start of the season, maybe one or two months with that surgery. Um, so you could see him as a top six forward easily. And you probably think if you're looking at his stats from last year, um, you're wondering why the Kraken went out and got him. Um, but the year before that, he scored, you know, right around that 50 point uh, mark. And, you know, his father died uh, last year in November at 59 from a sudden heart attack. And he admitted it was really hard on him. And, uh, you know, with COVID and everything, too, and all those traveling restrictions, you know, they put all the Canadian teams together um, so that they wouldn't there wouldn't be any travel between the two countries. Uh, and he, of course, played for the Blues, so he probably didn't get to go home at all. Um, so I, I respect that, and I expect him to bounce back um, this season and take advantage of the change of scenery. Uh, he's excited to be in Seattle, and he said be a little closer to family. Uh, so, you know, Doug, we, we didn't get Tarashenko, but we did get Schwartz. And uh, I want to say welcome, and I'm looking forward to you doing great things, Jaden, for the Seattle Kraken. 50-point seasons is pretty dang good. I'm excited to see him left wing 29 putting up 50 point seasons. That sounds like prime of his career to me too. Yeah. I think, you know, the word you'd say is solid. He's solid. He's going to be he there for you. Solid left winger. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, not going to be flashy, but he is going to make the right moves and be in the right places. And he's, he's solid for 50 points a season. So I'm excited. I'm excited too, JB. We're gonna we're gonna see some good things from Jaden Schwartz for sure. For sure. Well, that completes our roster breakdown for this week. Stay tuned, and we'll continue to pick this roster apart and do some deeper dives into some of the other players that we've got out on the ice for the Seattle Kraken. All right, next in the maelstrom, let's take a look at uh, the free agents that are left out there. Oh man, just to name one, we've got Jumbo Joe Thornton. Oh, many years at the grindstone. Love that guy. Respect the beard for sure. You know what they say about him in the locker room, right? I don't. If you don't, you, you probably don't want him. <laughs> okay. We'll just move on. Patrick Marlowe. What do yeah. you know about him? Yeah. I mean, he, he broke the record for games played uh, this year. So, you know, he has juice in the tank. Uh, Zach Paris from the Minnesota Wilds, Zdeno Chara from Washington Capitals, both are still available. One name that stuck out, uh, at least for me, is Derek Broussard because we picked him in our mock draft and he's still available. And I think he'd be a good pick. Yeah, a strong third line forward, you know. Um, I mean, that obviously we, we picked him, so we, we scouted him a little bit. Um, but uh, you also have Kyle Palmieri. That's somebody we looked at. Uh, from the Islanders, um, who maybe didn't put up a huge numbers this season, but he was great when it mattered in the playoffs, scoring nine points, seven goals, and two assists in 19 games. So maybe you go out and offer him, you know, a contract somewhere one year, 
uh, for 4.5 million, something like that. I would definitely go out and try to get him in there at least for a year. Cause that he's, you know, he's got experience in the playoffs. That's where it matters. You're not going to get a bunch of new 22, 23 year old guys that have never spent a bunch of time on the ice in the playoffs winning the Stanley cup. That's for sure. So you need at least a guy or two like this on the ice for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think you risk very much by going out and doing a one-year contract with a guy like that. And, you know, you kind of look at this whole list and uh, it's just not, doesn't seem like this is the direction. This is how the Kraken want to build their roster. Um, but uh, I do think you might think about taking a flyer on Kyle Palmieri. Agreed. Well, that's what we've got on unrestricted free agents. So if you've got anything uh, you want to let us know, just uh, drop it in the comments or pop us a line on social media. All right. That is the end of the maelstrom. We'll move on to what's cracking in the community. What's cracking in? What is cracking in? What's cracking in the community? Well, I think it's time we talk about uh, Climate Pledge Arena. Climate Pledge Arena, what used to be known as Key Arena, is now being renovated in the, you know, that their neighborhood in Seattle. It looks like they just hosted an in-person hiring job fair looking to fill hundreds of part-time positions for the Seattle Kraken. They had more than 1,800 positions available, full and part-time. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the thing here is get excited because things are moving forward. I know they didn't schedule the preseason games to be played there, um, which are coming up fast because they want to make sure everything's right with construction. I know they're putting the seats in and everything, so we're really we're really starting to round things out here and kind of turn for home. Right. So they're hiring people. So we'll, um, we'll leave a link down in the description uh, in case anybody out there wants to get a job uh, working for the Kraken. I heard that they're paying some of these positions $20 an hour. Get your side hustle on, get out there, be a, a you know, working ticketing, hospitality, engineer, electrician, conversion tech, ice crew, security, all that. They're hiring them all. So get out there. Go to Climate Pledge Arena and uh, get yourself a job. What uh, What's the dream job? I think oh, you and I probably agree. If I could drive the Zamboni for the Seattle Kraken, I would just be the happiest freaking guy you ever saw. Yeah, it's got to be the Zamboni, right? I, Here's uh, the thing. Here's the thing. Let me tell you, as a rec league hockey player, if you're the Zamboni driver for the Seattle Kraken, you're going to drive that Zamboni around the ice, you know, every, before, in between periods, in between intermissions, every single game. And every guy that has to skate on that ice, even, even like the, the puck girls that go around and, and sweep up the truck of pucks and, and things and the intermission, everybody's judging the Zamboni drivers. So if you're pumping too much water and it's a puddle out there when you're done, Believe me, those guys are going to be saying it to each other. Like, look at this guy. Can't believe it. we're going to be trying to pass a puck around on this puddle. So what you're saying is there's it, it comes with some fanfare, but it can be uh, a lot of pressure too. a heavy duty responsibility, my friend. OK, I, uh, I changed my mind. You drive the Zamboni. I'll just ride on it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. 
How about hey, the guy that drives the free Subaru out on the ice for everybody to chuck their phone pucks to the sunroof of? Uh, or the or, guy, or, you know, the guy that like scrapes the blood off the ice after somebody punches someone else in the head. Yeah, that or like picks up the teeth. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, all that. You know, a little souvenir. Um, what about the guys or gals that like roll out the red carpet for the people who like sing the national anthem? Yeah, stuff? the inner. Yeah, uh, the ice crew. That's that's what it is. They're hiring ice crew. So if 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 you have a pair of skates and you, you're comfortable on the ice, you could be the person rolling out the red carpet for whoever sings the national anthem at the Climate Pledge Arena. So I think that I think we've nailed it. That's the best. That's the best of both. It's n- low pressure, but you're out on the ice like every night, you know, every you know, home game. I don't know. I think <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a high pressure kind of guy. If it was me, like you could pick me to get out there and sing the national anthem. And I would, you know, I would make sure that every single Kraken fan knew the guy that sings the national anthem because he's just like, he's on point. All right. Well, I'm going to throw your name in the hat. Well, I'm ready. So if they want me, they can, they got my number. You know all the words. Yeah. I'll pop (laughs) the Zamboni. I'll sing the national anthem and I'll sell you a hot dog. So whatever you want. Do it at all. And I'll do it better than any of them. Perfect. Well, shots fired, you guys. Get out there and and get those jobs so that, so that Doug here can can challenge you to a deal. (laughs) That's Uh, what's cracking in in the community. Right. Now, before we end this segment, I would like to mention that the Climate Pledge Arena, as cool as it is, they are trying to be climate zero, right? Um, it's a mouthful, so I'm going to call it the greenhouse. That's right. You heard it here first. Uh, climate Pledge Arena, a.k.a. the greenhouse. I like growing my own tomatoes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's green. You know, we're going green. I think it Go works. Green. You Go know. Green. Okay. Well, that's what's cracking in the community. That's what's cracking in. What? What the? What the fuck? All right, it's time for what the puck. Anything strange or weird or just plain hilarious uh, that's happening? You know, with the Kraken or abroad in the NHL, we're gonna we're gonna cover it in this segment, our what the puck segment. We're gonna start here with Evander Kane, who's run into some more uh, woes. I'll say um, allegations that he is um, betting on hockey games. So it could very well have another Pete Rose type situation, but it it gets worse. His wife Anna um, got on Instagram. And accused him of not only betting on hockey games, but betting on Sharks games and uh, throwing them, um, losing games uh, to to collect bets. Now, you know, it's it's alleged here. Um, so we don't know uh, for sure. But obviously, the NHL is going to be investigating this. If something's there, they're probably going to find it. Uh, and we do know he kind of has a history with gambling. Some people in the gambling world in Vegas have have said that they've never seen him bet on a hockey game, but he has absolutely lost a lot of money betting on uh, basketball games and football games and things like that. And that's well documented. He failed to pay a five hundred thousand dollar casino marker for the Cosmopolitan when he was 
there for a playoff series with the Vegas Golden Knights in 2019. Uh, and he also recently filed for bankruptcy uh, because of probably because of a lot of these gambling debts. Um, so he has. I think, a, a, I think a lot of this is alleged, but I don't think that allegations like this are made, you know, baselessly or without, you know. So we'll only we'll find out as it goes. I'll reserve judgment. I think you you would reserve judgment until that, you know, they find conclusions based on their investigations. But there's some pretty serious allegations. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I'm obviously gonna reserve judgment and let the kind of the investigation play out, and we try to look at you know where the source is, and you know uh, why are there any other reasons that you could be putting out this sort of news um, because you're angry or something like that. So, um, but, uh, you know, unfortunately he has a history and having some, some gambling issues. So it's of course not a far, I, far stretch. I, I, here's, I'll make a bet with you right now. I'll sure. bet. I'll bet you could go back to this last year worth of San Jose Sharks games and watch them and find reasonable evidence that he you know made bad passes and missed shots on goals and you know didn't follow through on his checks and also didn't back check it didn't he didn't forecheck didn't back check i think you could look at a professional hockey player and tell whether or not he's doing his job but until the investigations come to you know their conclusions it's all just alleged at this point right i think it would be you know really unfortunate for you know a a skilled young player like this to kind of find himself in in this situation certainly um because of you know a gambling issue desperation because of desperation yeah nobody nobody should ever have to be put in some kind of position where they're as desperate as you would imagine that evander kane would have to be in order to do this sort of thing Right, exactly. So just, a, you know, an interesting, just an interesting kind of thing that's happening right now in the hockey world. And unfortunately for Evander Kane, it's, uh, um, you know, another story involving him and involving gambling. So it is terribly sad, terribly what? sad. But let me tell you, let me tell you one thing that's even more sad than Evander Kane is what's going on with the Chicago Blackhawks. With Bradley Aldrich and his alleged sexual assault case that's going on, this is some of the most awful thing that I could ever imagine happening to the hockey community. And if you don't know about it, I think that you should get on the internet and Google the Chicago Blackhawks and sexual assault allegations with Bradley Aldrich and, and look into this case and can't even talk about it. It's so bad. Honestly, it's there's so much going on there that the Blackhawks got a lot to a lot to account for. And and the people that are involved in this case, you know, they deserve justice, in my opinion. Yeah, they deserve justice. People out there, the fans deserve the truth uh, and people need to be held accountable. And it's um, it's honestly really dirty and some some really horrible, horrible things um, happened and were a result of, you know, people do not doing the right thing, I think. 
you can go online and we'll leave a, a link to the story that, at the Chicago Tribune. Um, but there are just some some things that even if it's not 100% true, the things that you do to make sure that if it's even possible that this person isn't allowed to hurt other people, which allegedly occurred in this case, the truth needs to come out. And, and that way, you know, the people that deserve justice can get a measure of justice, even if it's, I mean, these, this was all the way back, I think in 2010. Um, so it's a long time coming. Um, but, you know, if you want to heal, you have to, you have to acknowledge there's a problem and fix the problem. Um, For sure. I so agree. That I think is the real, what the puck is going on around here. Absolutely. So, but you know, let's uh, let's finish the the what the puck segment on a just a little bit of a lighter note. It's still, I think, a pretty bad faux pas. But you know, what's the deal with the Kraken dropping the ball? I mean, this is a new franchise, and you're having an expansion draft, and you release somehow all your picks get released ten hours before this big reveal that you have planned at Gasworks Park. This huge party, and. Uh, you know, the party can continue, but it's kind of ruined a little bit. You know, if everybody the, knows blew out the candles before the party was over. <laughs> 10 hours beforehand. What is the point of doing a, a reveal at eight o'clock at night when at 10 o'clock in the morning, everybody knows what your picks are? Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, I certainly don't think that was planned. So it was a it was a big whiff uh by the seattle kraken i think and so hopefully you know the front office is um looking at that and correcting those just those little well, things you know and then i also you know i don't want to i don't want to add insult to injury or pour salt in the wound or anything like that but when when you read about them signing philip grubauer and everybody who's a Seattle hockey fan is excited about that. And then they find out that the NHL rejects your contract because you front loaded it and you didn't, uh, you know, you didn't, you didn't draw it up appropriately according to the rules of the NHL. It kind of causes all your fans to pause and think, Oh my God, are we in the right hands? If, if these guys are writing up a contract where they're paying, it's like, it's a fifth, a fifth of a million dollars too much on one year. <laughs> it's like they right. all they had to do. They, it's just the way the money was distributed was just a little off. Now they've got to redo the whole thing, rework the whole thing, and it's accepted now. But as fans of a team that's new to the league, when you see mistakes like that being made, you wonder if the people that are in charge of the whole thing have the team's best interest in mind. You see what I'm saying? Or yeah, if they're just or if they're just rushing in headstrong. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. I mean, it does give you pause because it's kind of a top-down thing. It's like, hey, is this what the top of the organization is like? And this is all gonna trickle down. Um, because it's the little things that make a difference, you know, in a game. Um, those crisp passes, you know, the quick changes, you know, having the yeah. right people on the ice at the right time and and all those sorts of little things that really make the difference in these tight games and these playoff games. And so, um, you know, little mistakes in the front office, you know, you may 
on the one hand be like, oh, well, they'll just, yeah, just fi- they'll just fix it. And, and then, and of course they did, but, but uh, we're going to, yeah. we're going to keep yeah, an eye on that. That's not, a, and see that's if not that's, a big deal until it is. Right? Until it is. You gotta, you gotta keep an eye on that and see if that sort of thing continues and it's creeping in, in, in weird places. You know what I mean? Like, here's another sign that something's going on and you know, a lot of pressure obviously. And people do make mistakes, but something to keep an eye on for sure. It, it definitely right. deserves to be in the what the puck segment. So we'll take it into account. Well, I think that does it for us, Doug. Another uh, right. episode of the Kraken Captains podcast. We want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in and listening. And uh, we look forward to doing another episode uh, here down the line. You can count on us to keep an eye out on your team and make sure that you are well informed on what's going on and what their decisions are and how they're doing and, you know, what's going on in the NHL. We're here to tell you. So cheers and thank you for joining us. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. He's a big boy. He's out Tension there. Tension goes, the whistle blows, and, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.